This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. Whoever said taking care of dogs is easy. Uh, it's not. You have to for a really good job. Uh, you know, uh, my kids think I'm taking them out you know, once a day. Okay, that's not really a good job. That's not even the basic job. Giving your your dog the best food and watching his health is really important. Kibble food uh, has all the you know good stuff cooked out of it. This is where naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black came in. He set out to solve the problem and come up with a basic supplement that you can sprinkle on anything your dog is eating and turn it into a really healthy meal. It's called Rough Greens. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck, or you can call 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. All right, National Radio Program begins again, hour number two, in just a few seconds. Stand by for news. I want to I want to give you some really important information uh, that uh, you probably don't know about with our banking system and uh, and and the fun of central bank digital currency. But I, I want to start here again. This is cut one. Joe Biden yesterday uh, as he uh, as he signed a veto on the woke ESG investing. I just signed this veto because the legislation passed by the Congress would put at risk the retirement savings of individuals across the country. They couldn't take into consideration investments that wouldn't be impacted by climate, impacted by overpaying executives. That's right. That's I, I just had to veto it because I have many powerful friends that are going to take over the world. <laughs> get into that here in just a second first let me tell you about our sponsor it's my patriot supply where do you stand on the word unthinkable do you use that anymore because i don't know about you but i feel a little like vicente uh in the princess bride i'll read a story or hear something every day i'm like inconceivable no it's really not nope unthinkable inconceivable those words don't mean what they used to mean Uh, Things that are happening in our world are happening at a rapid pace. Now, maybe Starfield starts rolling back the other way, but I doubt it. 
MyPatriotSupply.com. Check out their popular three-month emergency food kit right now. You'll save $200 on each kit. Each kit will give you a wide variety of delicious breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks. It's 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. Act now. Claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Enjoy the free shipping now. Unmarked boxes. MyPatriotSupply.com. I cannot urge you strongly enough to please take this into consideration and do it today. MyPatriotSupply.com. All right, Justin Haskins is uh, with us. Justin is um, the uh, social. He's with the Socialism Research Center at the uh, Heartland Institute, where he is the director. He has been working uh, tirelessly on stopping uh, socialism. He is also he was one of our uh, main uh, contributors to our Arguing with Socialist book. Um, he is also my co-author of the book The Great Reset. And our fourth coming book, We're All Going to Die. I'm not sure exactly what we, what did we name it, <laughs> Justin? I, that was my working we, title told, for quite some time. Uh, have we, are we telling people? Is this the first time? I don't know. Can we? Is it, oh, you know I, what? I, check well, somebody. Hang on. Check know. Amazon. See if it's up for sale. <laughs> if it's up for sale, we'll announce it. I, it's supposed to be in the next few days. The, the um, name of the book. No, no, no. Don't say book. it. Don't say it. Oh, okay. Don't right, say it. Right, okay. So, uh, Justin. You wrote to me something kind of disturbing. Uh, last hour, I, uh, I played these happy little commercials from the Federal Reserve uh, about the Fed now. It's a new service for all of the banks, which will, which will make the transfer of funds, you know, whether you're out shopping or you're a business owner or you're doing bank-to-bank transactions – you just run everything through the Federal Reserve, and it'll happen fast. And I thought, yeah, isn't that exciting? It's very exciting. Now they're claiming that this is uh, this is the alternative to a CBDC, which is a central bank digital currency. Doesn't really sound so much like a alternative as much as a uh, I don't know system to run that on. Yeah, I mean, basically, this is this is like uh, Jason Betrell, your your head researcher, because he and I are now best friends, and we exchange emails all the time. Yeah. He's, my, he's my best. <laughs> he came up with this great analogy. This is like the drug dealer who's new on the block, and he's not just going to start injecting people with heroin. That's not how you sell lots of drugs. That's not how you do it. First, you get them hooked. You just give them a little taste. And then after they get a little taste, now they're hooked. Then you can start really pushing the hard stuff. That's what this is all about. Okay, the Federal Reserve is basically a drug pusher. Okay, and this is the start of it. Normally, regular folks like you and me and people in the audience, we don't interact with the Fed. We're not used to that. We don't like the Fed. We don't trust them very much. And so what they want to do is say, just have a little taste. You'll see. It's going to be great. Just have a little taste. This is a, this is a stepping stone to a CBDC. This is our first interaction to using the Fed directly so that we can become more comfortable with it. So it's normalized. And then after this, you're going to get a central bank digital currency. We already know this because there's a billion government reports talking about how they're going to design it, what it's going to look like, why people should use it, what the principles should be behind it. 
all of that kind of stuff. So we know a CBDC is coming. This is just the first step in that process to try to normalize people interacting directly with the Fed in this sort of high-tech instant transfer payment uh, portal. So we've been talking about the Uniform Commercial Code, which is complicated and it's 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 usually nothing anyone should ever have to think about. However, they have included central bank digital currency as the new definition of money. But money makes us think of money that you can take from the bank that you own it, you get paid, you get to do what you want with it. But central bank digital currency is not really money, correct? Yeah, what's happening in uh, more than 20 states across the country right now, and it's going to happen in all 50 states eventually, is lawmakers are looking at updating the Uniform Commercial Code so that a foundation is being laid for a future central bank digital currency. And not just any kind of central bank digital currency, but a central bank digital currency that is programmable trackable, that you, you won't have any privacy with the things that you're doing with the CBDC, that it can be controlled and manipulated. This kind of thing is actually being written into the code. They don't use the word central bank digital currency, but they, but they outline it in such a way so that that has to be what they're talking about. So it's not creating the CBDC. That's not what this is no. aiming to do. It's just laying the foundation to make it easier to use it in certain kinds of commercial transactions. So, so people know, and this is what you really have to understand, this is not like Bitcoin. Bitcoin is such a danger because you get to do with it what you want to do with it. And the Federal Reserve is not aware of anything and can't do anything. You have the ultimate power with your money. The opposite is true with the, uh, the Fed coin that they will be introducing. And this what is what makes it so dangerous, not just the tracking they not will not just know absolutely everything that you spend, but Justin just said a key word that most people don't really understand. It's programmable, meaning it is programmable for the individual. So in other words, if the government decides that they're going to, uh, you know, we need to get we need to cut down on fat, fat fatties, then my digital coin will not allow me to buy fatty foods. I wouldn't be able to go to McDonald's. I'm using this as an example. There is not you know, anything in the works to do this, except this is what programmable means. They can program it. So if they say, you know what? Nobody's going to work. Uh, you're not an essential employee. Your coin will not buy gas. So you can go to try to fill up. But when you put your digital card in from the Fed, it will say denied and you won't have any way other than that card to be able to buy what you need. It is absolute control of your life. Yes, that, that, is, that is exactly right. And there actually has been things, statements that have been made by the Biden administration itself, where it is it's said as part of its uh, report studying CBDCs and the benefits of it and how it would be designed if it were going to make a CBDC, even though they haven't committed to doing that exactly. They've, they've done all the groundwork for it. They've said flat out that a CBDC needs to account for climate change 
It needs to have financial inclusion built into it. It needs to have equity built into it. It needs to uh, have uh, concerns about pollution built into it. They have worked with uh, hundreds of stakeholders, and we all know what that means, nonprofit groups and labor organizations and others Community who activists. help design the CBDC. So why are they doing all of that? Because it's going to be programmed so that you can use it in certain ways, uh, so that it can be prohibited in other ways, and it can change on a dime. See, that's the other important thing. It's not when it's programmable. They can change the rules whenever they want. It's not as though they set the rules at the beginning and that's the rules forever. They can change the rules as they go. That's the threat of a programmable currency. So it is a huge threat to, to, to liberty. And all they will concentrate on is the one fact, and mark my words, this way it's going to happen. We're going to have a banking collapse. Your, um, because there's a banking collapse, that will cause the uh, dollar to skyrocket in inflation, possibly hyperinflation, because you won't be able to have a supply chain anymore. So many people will be unemployed. There's so much money awash that if you want to buy something, well, you got a hundred bucks. Yeah, I'll buy that for a hundred dollars. And it might be something that was worth four dollars before the collapse. And People will pay it. Hyperinflation will go crazy. The Fed will say, look, we got to stop this. Inflation is too much. We're going to give you a digital currency. It's already in a bank with your name. All you have to do is sign in and it will give you the, the uh, money. And that's what's going to control inflation. How do we know this? Because we wrote about it in arguing. I believe it was in arguing with socialists, um, a chapter that we almost didn't put in on modern monetary theory and modern monetary theory is what we're operating on. We can spend as much money as you want. Don't worry about inflation. If they have digital control of everyone's spending. Right. Exactly right. We talked about it both in arguing with socialists and the great reset. It's a huge part of, of, of both, socialist plans and Great Reset elites plans, and those are not necessarily the same groups, uh, but there's no doubt about it that that's the goal. So why are there 20-some-odd states in the United States right now? Many of them are red states, Texas, Kentucky, Arizona, Oklahoma, North Dakota, Missouri, Montana, Arkansas, etc. Why are they all doing whatever they possibly can on the UCC code, updating it to make it at least a little bit easier for a CBDC to be utilized in the future when a CBDC doesn't even exist yet. Why would they be doing that? That, that is a really, really important question, but it's much worse than everything that we've said so far. And that's that having worked with these lawmakers across the country, uh, we've started to discover things in the UCC and the commercial code that are incredibly, incredibly disturbing, things that most of us just didn't realize were true. And if CBDCs happen, uh, we're in for a world of hurt that we, we didn't see coming. And, and the reason for that is because under commercial code, when you take money, like if you have cash right now under the current code, and you go to the bank and you put money in the bank, that money is no longer your money. Correct. That money actually now is owned by the bank. You Hang on just a second. Money. This is why... You and this changed this part of this changed in 2008. You are the lender of uh, last resort, right? You are the last person in line 
to get money if you have deposited into the bank. Because the bank, when you give them that money and deposit it, they are then taking that money. They don't have to ask for permission to loan it out. They take that money as theirs and they loan it out. So what happens to your money? Well, you don't have money. You, what you have is a number in the bank that the bank can now give back to you. Or if they go belly up, well, then you lose your money because uh, it wasn't yours anyway. Correct? Yes, it's not your money. It's owned by the bank now. Now, you can go to the bank and say, I want my money back, and then they hand you the money back in cash, and you can walk out the door, and that money is yours. You own that money. But here's the thing about a central bank digital currency, and this is what we're beginning to learn, how the commercial code deals with that. When you, you can't put central bank digital dollars, okay, a digital Fed coin, you can't put that in your pocket and walk out the door, can you? It has to be somewhere. It can't be in your actual possession. Well, and because but wait, of that, a Bitcoin you can put on a thumb drive, and so you can walk away with it. Yes. But digital but currency, central bank, no? Correct. They're not going to design it so that you can put it into a hard drive or something like that. But even if, but even if they did... The uniform, and that's why they're updating the uniform commercial code the way they are. They're putting rules into place so that you could use a CBDC even if it is possible to download it onto a hard drive or something like that. But the lawyers behind the uniform commercial code acknowledge in their various meetings and comments and other things that it is highly unlikely that a CBDC would ever be designed in that way. It's not, you're going to have to put it into some kind of account. So what does that mean? What it means in effect is that all of the money, all of the CBDC money that exists in society will be owned by whoever owns the account which means the Fed or the bank or whoever is designated by the federal government to operate that system. But you, the individual person, will not own any money. The money will belong to someone else. It will not belong to you. You will not own it. Under the commercial code as it is written right now, forget about what they're revising it to. Under it right now, you would not own any money. It would all belong to someone else. So forget about whether it's programmable from a design perspective. In practice, it's not going to be your money anyway. And so how can you not think uh, of, of that famous article for the World Economic Forum we've talked about a thousand times, in the future, you will own nothing and you'll have no privacy. Well, it seems like that is exactly what the purpose of this is. So it is not enough to simply kill the UCC bill updates that we're talking about all across the country. That okay. is essential, but we need to do more than that. We need to rewrite that code so that CBDCs cannot be used in a variety of other contexts as well. All right, stand by. Uh, stand by. I, I think that uh, we have to... We have to really, truly uh, get down to a basic line here that you have to do in your own state. And I, I'm not sure, and I want to talk to Justin, that, you know, the UCC code is enough. And we'll talk about that here in just 60 seconds. Um, you know, some people have a hard time falling asleep. I have a hard time falling asleep. And what, three times in the last seven days, probably? I took relief factor sleep. It it works wonders for me. Um, when you when you don't get your sleep, you fall asleep in meetings. Ah, oh, that's really good. When you don't get your sleep, uh, you're not performing at your best. Relief factor sleep. 
is 100% drug-free. It's a blend of natural ingredients, and it promotes healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress and improving mood, uh, promoting relaxation. Uh, my wife and I, we were in Costco yesterday, and we were loading up on, you know, just different medicines and things like that. And uh, I said, honey, because Rafe used to take melatonin. I said, you want to get some extra melatonin? She said, no, it doesn't work. Relief sleep is much better. And it's true. If it doesn't work for you, this is the same kind of thing as melatonin, except it's better and is all 100% natural ingredients. So unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800, the number four relief, 800, the number four relief. Do it now or go to relieffactor.com. Read all about it. Try it. It is really remarkable, and you are left refreshed. You don't feel it in your system at all. Dream big, sleep tight, Relief Factor sleep at relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, uh, Justin, we have... um, we have been talking about the UCC code, and we've been telling people not to allow it to pass. Now you've been working with legislature, uh, legislatures uh, all over the country, and these legislators are telling you, no, there's much more to the code. We have to change it. Would it be better just to go for states passing law that CBDCs cannot be used for commerce? So it's, it's a really complicated question because there are all sorts of issues related to the Constitution and who has the authority to regulate money and whether or not a state can even pass a law that outright rejects the use of, of an established currency. form of money at the federal level, because it's a federal responsibility to coin money. Of course, there are people who say, well, yeah, but coining money means physical money, not digital money. And so maybe they are allowed to do it. And so I think it's, there's a lot of open questions about that that we don't necessarily know. I think that the, the most effective thing that legislators can do, and legislators actually do not know a lot of the things that I've, t- I've told you today. No, I've gotten that from a lot of UCC lawyers, uh, actually. But um, what they need to do is they need to focus first. In my opinion, I think Americans would be much better off if lawmakers killed the UCC bills. Okay, If they killed the UCC bills, uh, to update them right now, they would be much better off. But then they also need to update the UCC and all other state laws that they can possibly find in ways that would make it so that a central bank digital currency uh, is undermined in the state in financial transactions. For example, can you use a CBDC, a a, a programmable digital currency, uh, when you're using for collateral in a loan, let's say. Right. Okay? State laws dictate some of that. Okay. And they can undermine that. They can do things like that to undermine the use of a CBDC, and I think that's what they have to do. More in a second. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. When it comes to doing business with somebody, there are two kinds of trust that you have to worry about. You need to be able to trust the person is honest. That's a baseline. But you also need to be able to trust that he or she knows what they're doing. Character and competency. Those are the two key ingredients. Without them, you're in peril, no matter what it is. One of the places where this matters most is financially with real estate. 
your home, buying and selling of a home is a really big deal. And too many of us don't know what we're looking for in a real estate agent. We want somebody with a real plan. We want somebody that is not, it's just not cookie cutter. We want somebody who knows the market, knows how to price it, to move it without undercutting it. Somebody that can get the best price for you because, again, they know the market on the seller's side as well as the buyer's side. Realestateagentsitrust.com. These are the people that will help you. They're the experts that you need. It's a free service to you at realestateagentsitrust.com. Tell us where you're buying or selling. We'll get you the name of the people we think are the best in the area. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code will not be censored. Right now, 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. All right. Justin Haskins is still on with us. I am going to, uh, this is going to be for hardcore fans. I'm going to announce the name of the book and tell you exactly what it is. Uh, and uh, tell you where you can find it on Amazon. You have to, I'll give you the d- directly what you need to put in. You won't even find this yet on my, my Amazon page uh, for books. You have to have all of this information. So if you want to be the first to order it, um, here it is. The Great Reset was just the beginning. At important meetings in 21 and 2022, powerful leaders from government, finance, media, and business who support the World Economic Forum's plan for a great reset of capitalism launched a new call to action titled The Great Narrative. The Great Narrative campaign uh, seeks to use the decay of traditional values throughout the West and the new and future advancements in technology, including in the areas of artificial intelligence, automation, the metaverse, robotics, and more, to seize control of economies and societies in North America and Europe. The elites behind these proposals even plan to impact the way people across cultures and the planet understand what it means to be human and have free will. According to the leaders of the Great Reset and Great Narrative movements, by the year 2030, your world will be fundamentally transformed. In this new book, we are going to outline all of the dangers and the opportunities associated with the disruptions that are coming and provide a plan to protect you and your family from losing liberty. How you decide what the world decides to do with the information in this book will decide a lot. How free people of the world react to the challenges that we're going to show you in this book will change the course for generations to come. What will be the future of humankind and which side will you be on? The new book is called Dark Future. It's book two of the um, series in the Great Reset series. Dark Future, Uncovering the Great Reset's Terrifying New Phase. 
um, and uh, or next phase. You can find this only on Amazon today, but you have to go to Amazon, search Glenn Beck Dark Future, and you will be able to be one of the first to order it. It's kind of almost behind the scenes at this point, because I, yeah. mean, I, I don't know if you do this, but like when I'm looking for the latest book from an author, I'll just search the name and then just click on the name. It's not there. It's not even there yet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you want to be uh, kind of, uh, you can get... You know, you kind of pull one right off the line as they're getting printed. <laughs> this is yeah. the way to do it. Um, and the publish date, the release date will be July 11th, 2023. But there will be hopefully a chance for you to get it before that. We'll give you all the details uh, as we uh, as we get closer. But if you want to order it, you can do it now on Amazon only. Dark Future by Glenn Beck and Justin Haskins. Uh, Justin, this is the longest, most in-depth book I've ever done. Um, and you and your team remarkable on footnoting and finding the stories. We had a really hard time cause we had to put this to bed. Uh, what a month ago, uh, yeah. three weeks ago, something like that. And yeah. there's stuff that even from one version to the next, a lot of that stuff was already outdated. It was like, uh, no, it's worse than that now because they just did this. Um, yeah. This is a really difficult book to write, but it's 465 pages. And a lot of that is more footnotes than we've ever done before in any yeah. book. Yeah, there, there's uh, something. It's well over a thousand footnotes. It, to put it in perspective, for those who, who read The Great Reset and, and really liked The Great Reset and appreciated how much research we put into that, this book is basically one and a half times that book in terms of the length. And then in terms of the, the, the footnotes, it's twice, it's, I think it's more than twice as many footnotes. And in, in this book, we, we cover, I mean, really, this is the summation of your whole career covering uh, futurism. And, and then all of the work we've been doing on the Great Reset and, um, and Davos and, and ESG and all of that, how those two things interact and how that's going to transform your world going forward, how it's going to fundamentally change everything about your life in every single way imaginable, uh, tying all that stuff together in a way that people can understand because you know, it's really hard to understand how cryptocurrencies work or how AI works. Or when I was doing research for this book, because I'm not, you know, you're, you're a futurist, Glenn, okay? You, you've been covering this for a long time. I'm not. So when I was doing research for this book, I remember thinking, all right, I'm going to bone up on AI. I'm going to learn all about AI. Right. And then as I started reading about AI, I said, you know what? I need to, I think, understand algorithms first. <laughs> then I said, you know what? I really need to know how does a computer work? Right. What, 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 what is even a computer anyway? What does it do? This is, and, you and, know, so, I tell you, it is so, it's so great because I have been watching technology since the early 90s and I've got into AI and uh, and and all of it back around 95. And so I've, I have the building blocks. I know when we've said in the meeting and I'm like, OK, we got to research this, 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 this. And you wrote them down and I could see your eyes were crossed a little bit like I don't even know what that is. I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. But you know what? I actually think that worked really well. It did. Because 
because the two of us, we come from it at totally different, totally different perspectives. But I think that helps because a lot of the people who are going to read this book don't know what AI is really either. They don't know how cryptocurrencies or digital currencies or any of these things. They don't necessarily know how that works either. And so by having both of the, those perspectives, we're able to put this thing together in a way that is that anyone is going to be able to pick up and read and understand. And I got to tell you, it is the most ter- I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the no. most terrifying thing that I have. I mean, seriously, there were nights I could not sleep over some of the stuff that was in this book, stuff that I have never heard of, stuff that only the, the, the sort of um, uh, most uh, elite types are talking about is in this book covered in a way that no one, uh, that the vast majority of people in America have never heard of. And we are, we are not only breaking it down in a, in a digestible way, but we're showing you how it's going to impact every part of your life. This and isn't it, theoretical. Yeah, every it's, part of your life is going to change. Right. This, and, and th- this is the culmination. Everything I told you about in 2008, and I said, it's going to look like this, it's going to be this, and these people are going to be you know, working, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't know what I was describing, but I'm describing, I was describing at the time this this is the culmination of everything that I told you I thought was coming. This is, this is it. This is it. And, it. and it is so essential that you understand it. One of the most terrifying um, things in it, and the reason, I mean, we really had a hard time um, naming this book. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason why Dark Future uh, worked so much for me was... Um, you know, the Yuval Harari uh, stuff in the book is terrifying. This is guy that everyone on the left presidents, Barack Obama talked about him. Bill Clinton talks about him. He's uh, partners with the World Economic Forum. And he literally says things like, you know, there's a lot of useless people on this planet and we have to figure out what are we going to do with them? And he is a well-connected, well-respected. This guy is so dangerous in this context uh, that it's it's terrifying. And you have to be aware because I'll tell you, we wanted this book out in, in January and we just couldn't get it done because it's such a massive undertaking. Um, so it's out in July. But you have to get this information because you will understand the world as it starts to fly apart and come at you and you will see the mirrors and the tricks that they are working on people. You'll know where they're going. So you'll be able to see the news in the day and go, Oh, okay. All right. Closer to that, closer to that. Got it. And you'll be able to prioritize what is truly important and um, free will and what it means to be human. They are redefining right now yeah that's important yeah it was it was amazing to see in in the same way that it was amazing we were doing research for the great reset how open so many people were talking about this at highest levels of government and ngos the world economic forum they're just talking about resetting the global economy in that same way it was shocking 
how many world leaders and powerful people and heads of big tech companies and others are openly talking about how they're going to create a second evolution for humanity, how they're going to rewrite the genetic code, how they're going to redesign your future, how they're going to create a new blueprint for humanity. These are all quotes. These are all things that they're actually saying to each other in big, elaborate conferences like at Davos and elsewhere, World Government Summit and other places, where they're openly talking about how they're going to design every aspect of technology going forward, and it's already started, so that it has embedded within it social credit scoring ideas, ESG ideas, uh, wokeism, things that elites favor, so that the future resembles what they want it to resemble. And, and, and so they are literally designing your future right now. And the vast majority of people have no idea that it's happening. They have no say in it at all. And one day they're just going to wake up and all of a sudden everything is going to be absolutely completely different. They will have no power or control over their lives and they will not understand why if they have not read this book and they will not be able to prepare for it and prevent it from happening if they have not read this book because there is literally nothing out there right now at all that ties all of this stuff together in the way that this book does. You know, Justin, um, uh, somebody said that um, you and I, with this book and the radio program and... um, Oh, shoot. What's his name over in England? The comedian actor that's all on the great Russell reason. Brand. Yeah. Russell Brand. That it's the three of us that have made the world awake to the great reset and what they're doing. I find that absolutely incredible. And there is nothing like this book in Europe. And I don't know how to get Europeans to pay attention, but. There's nobody you can't do a show like this in Europe, you Europe, Canada, the entire Western world needs to read this information because nobody's printing it. Nobody's printing it. Yeah. Well, in Europe, they've designed the they've already gotten to the point in Europe and they're trying to do that in America. But they've already reached that point in Europe where the the institutions are so powerful and so in bed with these ideas and they don't have the same kinds of constitutional protections for individuals in many of those countries as they do here. So these institutions are able to just stamp out any ideas that they don't like. And of course, they don't like it when people are talking about how elites are redesigning the future. But this affects the whole world. It affects all of us. And, and, and that's another incredible thing that we talk about in the book is we spend a lot of time talking about the national fascists the ch- of China and Russia and countries like that and how they're going in the polar opposite direction in a very negative way and how we have to we have to chart this course in between the international fascism of the great reset and the great narrative and this dark future and the national fascist authoritarians of Russia and China and countries like that and walking that that middle line is so, so difficult to do but yeah. we have to do it or else freedom will die one way or the other yeah. okay justin thank you so much we'll talk about this some more as we um, as we reveal more about the book the name of the book is dark future it's book number two in the great reset dark future by glenn beck you can only find it if you put dark future glenn beck into the amazon search bar you can be one of the first get this book and read it before it becomes a history book because it will become a history book soon every day at some point or another you have a moment or two we get kind of nervous about 
the future, what it's going to look like. You know, now might be one of those times. You know, uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to protect your family? What are you doing with your credit card debt? Man, I feel for you if you have credit card debt. It is. It just seems overwhelming, and you're like, I don't have anything else I can do. Okay, that might be true, but probably isn't true. I want you just to start by calling American Financing now. If you own your own home and you have credit card debt, please, that is the interest rate on that is going to go out of control. Call American Financing now at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's a family-owned mortgage company. They're in it for you. They're saving people an average of $700 a month. Plus, you could end up being able to delay two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Call them now. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, in case you uh, missed it, uh, the name of the new book is Dark Future. Um, you know, kind of a, I thought it was a pick-me-up, kind of, you know, bathroom reader. Uh, it's part of the Great, Re- part of the Great Reset uh, series, uh, and it is uh, Dark Future Uncovering the Great Reset's terrify- Terrifying Next Phase. Uh, and you can only get it on Amazon today. We'll officially be launching it soon, uh, but you have to go actually up into the uh, search bar and type in Glenn Beck Dark Future, and uh, it will it will come up. Be one of the first uh, to get it. All right. When we come back, we have the guy who started and was the CEO uh, and I think chairman of the board of Home Depot guy is amazing amazing a guy who is now 93 years old and still rocking on to talk about capitalism and the banking situation in america the glenn back program 